0: I'm a nerd over tribe. I will
2: always survive. Fan boy, baby. Feel so alive watching Babylon 5. We're to be a fan boy, baby. <laughs> With a robot. <laughs> Did boy, you have a good cookie? Explain, explain the Hatchimal to me. Is you I, can explain how it works. I have no idea
0: what it is. Okay, so, I've never yeah, seen it. My I, children I'm are
1: so same, beyond. I'm in the same
2: situation where I, I, it's, it's I've basically, seen a picture of yeah,
1: them. Yeah, it's basically like an interactive toy in an egg, like a Furby.
2: Who makes it? trend masters i yeah, read an article yes, on that yes okay.
1: because a lot of people complained that it didn't work properly which honestly mm-hmm. that was almost on the verge with us you know it's it's in this egg that you literally can't take it out of i mean it has to break out on its own and if it does if you break <laughs> it out too early it won't work
3: this is just animal husbandry 101 le- <laughs> <laughs> If the chick doesn't break out of the egg then you it's not pro- going to work you have a
1: problem and, um, but Bit it, says you, know, omelet. it <laughs> says, you know, you know, keep it warm, rub it, do whatever to keep it. That's well, that's what it says. I mean, it's like in within 20, 25 minutes, it will hatch.
3: Is there like a string or something you pull When you take it out of the box... I imagine these things all coming alive. When you take it out of the box, there's
1: like a little like pull tab at the bottom. that okay. kind of activates, activates it, it. And then you can see and its eyes light starts. up through the... Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bomb. And its there's eyes, nothing about this that sounds reassuring it, Yeah, and fun. its
1: eyes kind of glow through the egg. And then, you know, eventually when you've done enough nurturing, it, it actually... <laughs> and it
2: hatched in your house? It did. <laughs> right? Well, Sydney did most
1: of the nurturing, but uh, it actually... <laughs> Through the egg, and then once it breaks enough, I'm sure you, can you gave actually, it a pep talk <laughs> after the first hour. I did because I was like, You said 20 25 minutes, you son of a bitch. And um, <laughs> but uh, eventually it did you know break open, and you help it the rest of the way because the egg itself that it breaks through is kind of like a really like a tough, like clay type plastic almost, okay, I mean, okay, and, um, and then like
3: a ceramic, then
2: or. Sort of like those little chip-away toys? Yes. More okay. like that than ceramic. Okay. It's not
1: as hard. I mean, if you touched it before it, it, it hatched, it, it kind of bends in, under the pressure, but okay. you still can't get it open. So, But the beak is like very hard, and it will retract and go in and out and eventually break out. And then once it's open enough, take it off. You take it out of the base, and then it's like alive. It walks. It talks. You nurture it, nurture it from baby to child to adult.
2: And then and, it goes to college, and you oh,
1: right, right, yeah, no, no, it stays an step. angry teenager, and then says it hates you, and uh, and then that was it. Yeah, no, I don't know. but uh, Daddy, yeah, but and then that that was the whole thing. But it took about an hour and a half for it to hatch.
3: So the long term on this toy is it's just basically an animated
1: yes, exactly teen toy yes. Okay, and she and once it was hatched, she played with it for maybe fifteen minutes. So, is it, and it has not moved since. Then, is it so, like a
3: Furby kind of it's
2: thing? It's exactly
1: like a Furby, except it looks that like it a cross between around. a penguin and a unicorn.
2: Okay, nothing about it really seems.
1: I bought th- that thing, thing in August. Okay, when I saw it at Toys R Us, you know she wasn't with me. I went to get something else, and I'm looking at this massive wall of Hatchimals, and I'm going like, "This is going to be a thing." There is no doubt in my mind this is going to be a thing. So I bought one, 30 bucks. Whatever. Then what, 2 months later, couldn't find them anywhere. Right. Two, three, four hundred 400 bucks. I was like, "What?
3: Why didn't I buy two? Yeah, three, right?
1: four, I could have made a killing. And but but I didn't, it, and it's what she Santa asked, you know, asked Santa for. Okay. Oh, that's and then good. and she got it and I was There That's what counts. Yeah. That's I had the counts. foresight to actually do something right for a change. <laughs> So, and that was that. And it hasn't moved since Christmas Day. It's sitting on her. It's table. that poor
3: child. She never
1: gets any toys. She doesn't. Is it, is she's it, so deprived. Is it,
2: <laughs> is it not moving because it's broken now, or just she hasn't played with it? She, she just hasn't got it's. so much else with it. I mean, yeah. it's got kind of a self esteem problem. I mean, thanks to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. She stopped it at the baby portion. And she's like, I'm not raising this anymore. I mean, the is pros- going to be
2: Zachamol, a- so come. Because out. I, w- yes. another thing I don't get, the only reason I'm aware of Michael's which, the. F- uh, the the, art, the art, store. art store. Oh, they have and, tons of Shopkin
1: stuff there, yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like, I,
2: I, I, I've I, almost. She's been, still into that? I, yeah. She the only them. reason I'm aware okay, of that is because of Shopkins your posts they're of.
1: little tiny. They're about this big, collectible little different foods that oh, have faces on them.
3: Centimeter tall. Yeah.
1: And they're just different seasons. They're up on season seven now. And they're really soon. So I didn't even,
2: you know, they're like big boxes or they're. So there's just,
1: big boxes, little boxes, blind boxes. They come in food baskets. They come with other toys and keychains and stuffed animals and they're huge there's really. a part
2: of me that's really glad that both of my kids really aged out i mean i have this you know <laughs> sorrow that it's like oh i don't really want to play with toys that was so much easier to find things yeah to get things for them but on the other hand although we're gonna get back into lego dimensions because of the gremlin set oh i know that's the one I. so now. luke is totally that now- and uh the
1: sonic set is awesome it's a throwback to the Genesis days. Sonic the uh, Hedgehog? Yeah,
2: there's a Lego Sonic. And, and it's awesome.
1: That's the one I played. So and, there's a
2: Goonies set coming out. And there's what I said is the, is the great thing about Dimensions that even though Infinity was the, was the more popular game, right? the great thing about Dimensions is they're just doing little software rollouts and adding these seasons, and you don't have to buy any new starter set. You no. just That's keep right. Yeah, you just keep buying the figures, and you thing. don't
1: need a new game. Disney could
2: have done?
3: I mean, uh, Disney could have, and done they should have. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you think that would have kept it around? Maybe? No, yeah. I, I
2: mean, I, I, I'm sure they were going to cut that regardless. No, there think, are a lot I of reasons. I think what
3: killed it was their, their equation on running the servers and, mm. and all the
2: toys. And they,
3: yeah. I think they oversaturated, actually. I think they had far too many
2: and too I many. I can't kids. remember which character they actually blamed. There was specifically one for, oh, Yondu. Really, they oh. blamed Yondu. That was like the they had too many. That was of the them. poster child of they wanted to please Marvel, right? And do a complete Guardians of the Galaxy, right. and then yeah. you ended up with too many Yondu's. Yondu's and too many Lone Rangers and Tontos mm, because oh, they yeah. were the movie tanked. So right. the game was actually more fun than the movie. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely true. And yeah. showed. I mean, there were kind of things you played that game, and you're like. Oh, yeah, there was that like, weird circus subplot that clearly got cut out of the whole thing. Right. But would have been great. Yeah. Would have reminded me of that of the cartoon they did in the 60s when it was more like Wild Wild West. Do you remember um, that, that cartoon? No, I don't. Not for the, I can't For wonder. Wild for, uh, for a Lone for Ranger? Lone Ranger? No, I don't. Yeah, it was really creepy. Like, they, they put... I remember as a kid being really creeped out by it. Like, I was three or four. Hmm. And it might have been the guys that did uh, Spider Man. So, Grant Ray, that was like the really cheap animation. That I don't remember. I just remember being like, that was the scariest show I could watch when I was three. (laughs) And then I discovered Dark Shadows and got more scared. But let's get into this. Uh, This is uh, Wednesday, December 28th. This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are doing our end of year two thousand sixteen because twice now I posted we're doing our last podcast of two thousand seventeen because I'm trying to think ahead to like what's happening in very nice you know. Well, I'll get my checks. Most shows right. are having shorter seasons now. Yeah, there it is. I'm. Uh, that's it. This is the last one of 2017. <laughs> Good night. But uh, we have a special guest in tonight. Uh, please identify yourself, Jason sir. Jason Salazar. Thank you for having me back, boys. Oh, always. Uh, and of course, uh, here at the fabulous Brett Cave podcast, producer Rick Brett Snyder. There we are. Yay. So yes, uh, of course, if you're listening to us, you found us on iTunes. Rate us, review us, subscribe do the same on google play if that's where you found us or at fanboyplanet.com actually each podcast has its own uh its own page and as well anything we talk about here although i don't know that we'll talk about that much that is purchasable but if you hear about something we gab about something uh and uh, you cannot find it at your local brick and mortar store please go ahead and use the amazon link that is on uh on fanboy planet we get a tiny tiny kickback and, of course, you can, if you want to help support us, please go ahead and, uh, support us through PayPal at, uh, editor at fanboyplanet.com. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. And so we're kind of, kind of do, 2016. These end of the year shows are always hard for me because I don't want to do the, the top 10 movies of the year or the top 10 anything because i don't have that kind of focus my days just blur into one do the top 50 then (laughs) the top 50 uh no i mean you know as we will we're going to talk like a, a top story in each category maybe two top stories in each category comics movies tv but we do have to uh open up with um what happened yesterday, and what happened, today. and what happened today? Yeah, that's the sad update. But really, to be more focused in on what would be fanboy planet oriented, mm-hmm. which is um, as we were saying before we sat before we actually turned on the recording, in a year of tremendous loss in the celebrity world, uh, this one maybe just as it's fresh and we're sitting down to talk about it uh, is particularly painful because this is uh, this was shocking
3: yeah Mm. unexpected totally unexpected.
2: Uh, carrie fisher uh of course all of you are aware if you're listening because it's inescapable that this has happened and i think because as i said before like when harrison ford got lured back to the star wars franchise for the force awakens we talked to d23 how relaxed he looked and how truly Mm -hmm. grateful he looked because all these actors have accepted that they are essentially immortal in the culture because of uh of Star Wars. Of the role. Of the role. And of course, Carrie Fisher, who most publicly wrestled with the image in wishful drinking and in uh Shockaholic and so post-carts. many different right, show postcards of the H- shows. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Um is the one to prove to us that by the way, the actors themselves are not the ones who are immortal. And so it is very uh sad to report that after you know a Suffered a massive heart attack on a plane. Uh, as someone else, I saw someone else post that she must have loved that idea. Though she was that that if she could write how she was going to die, besides her actual obituary was, we have to write that she drowned in moonlight and was strangled by her own bra. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that she was on a plane back from London. Right. You know that it's that she went out in a kind of a jet-setting way mm-hmm. and uh, filming. She that was on
3: Brad that was, the last was she scene. okay she but was, she was, the was but she show. was
2: in London filming the last the the new season of there's a show on Amazon I think that she's a cast member in so hmm. um you know she suffered a massive heart attack I think on Saturday mm-hmm. was it Christmas Eve uh was uh well they said stable but as we say it was never stable and awake so it was probably stable to give the t- family time mm-hmm. uh and then passed away yesterday. And then today, just as we were about to record, discovering that her mother, Debbie, Debbie Reynolds, uh, suffered a stroke and she herself died. Uh, so the mother and daughter passing out of order, uh, within two days of each other. And that is, this is a tragedy in Hollywood, but culturally for me, Debbie Reynolds, I saw in Annie, get your gun, at the mm-hmm. Curran Theater in San Francisco in 1976 or 77, uh-huh. um, you know, one of the first, <laughs> my dad would buy us these tickets for the Best of Broadway, and the first time I really registered, this is a movie star because I knew who she was from Singing in the Rain. And I hadn't even seen Singing in the Rain; I just knew she was famous. Yeah, you know, and um, so an incredible talent there, and then, and but let's focus on Carrie Fisher and this whole. um it is it is just this weird feeling that it's generations of uh, she looms large for everyone I don't think there's anybody who does even people who don't like Star Wars like Star Wars you know she it's kind had, of the-
3: <laughs> she had different effects on different fans too that's I mean, true obviously she, there was the female role model for a lot of young girls who were looking for something which put a woman into this action-adventure universe that didn't have a lot of women mm-hmm. as a, anything other than the prize or the thing to be rescued, and for a lot of uh, young men, uh, there was any, everything. I mean, it runs the gamut from lust to admiration for that same that same individual. And I, I'm just being realistic. There was there was there was an, a fair amount of
2: um, variety in the way. Well, you know, fa- let's be honest. It. I'm just thinking about this. Is her screen debut? Uh so she entered films, shampoo shampoo she uh entered films with the line do you are you gonna I f did. me um <laughs> yeah, and the line was wanna f wanna f mm-hmm. and that wasn't her first line by the way <laughs> but it's all anybody remembers from right. sh- her being <laughs> in shampoo I loved shampoo and she ended with hope yes i mean there's more to come and mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing but I'm as a, think of it that way but yeah. as a last but as a last line yeah you know that it just as you know to me though it was a terrible movie uh robin williams last line in the uh night at the museum after he had passed away is yeah. smile boy yeah it's almost morning i was morning. just talking to a friend about that today how... and i broke down and yeah. sobbed and yeah. my son was like patting me on the shoulder are you okay and i'm like it's too
1: close to home. It man. was too close to home <laughs> yeah. when that happened, you yeah. know? And, and Absolutely.
2: Uh, but what a great last line. And then, of course, the Academy did not use it in their farewell to him and they should have. Right. And, but De- <laughs> for Debbie Reynolds, re- I, sorry, for Carrie Fisher, realizing also that she got the, I hadn't thought of this, you know, she got the last line of uh, The Force Awakens, which is, may the Force be with you. Oh, yeah, she yeah. did. Oh, okay. And so it's, uh. Cause everything after that was goes without so it was yeah. some, Well, yeah. but I think that's, you know, yeah. that's brilliant and beautiful. And, um, and I, 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 the only thing I'd add to this is one of the quotes that, uh, of course people are posting like crazy, right? Quotes of hers that has really, really resonated with me and is to get, and I think this is something that I, I, I want to encourage everyone. And I'm going to remind my kids and my son has already liked it on Instagram is, She wrote about her philosophy, stay afraid, but do it anyway. What's important is the action. You don't have to wait to be confident. Just do it, and eventually the confidence will follow. Mm -hmm. And that's clearly how she lived lived her life. And uh, I can't, you know, I, I am really looking forward to whatever is remaining to, show, to see of her performances and uh, episode eight. I mean, because we've got to be geeky and talk about that. She has completed yeah. her role as Leia Organa in episode eight. Um, and I wrote a little piece on Family Planet about, you know, what are they going to do for episode nine? You cannot she cannot pass into that into the gently, she can't be tarkin she, she can't be gentle she can't go but she also can't go gently into that good night no you know and that's and that's the that's the thing and i'm already in there's already this is like a controversy over don't do anything with her in episode nine I'm like, right. it has to be addressed yeah and that's the you know to me the
3: thing well, about we don't know what happens in episode two. yeah i was talking eight, to, i was talking to drew
2: about that
1: today yeah. it's like it's totally possible by the end of eight she could she Be Han already, Soloed, so I mean, yeah. we we don't know. A spoiler, yeah. sorry. And uh, <laughs> well, if they haven't seen Episode Seven, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still, just you know, saving covering. But uh, but yeah. So no, but I totally agree. I I think that I don't know. It's gonna it's it's dicey, and it's kind of hard to think about that right now, too. No, but, I, I know. Mean, the bottom I know. line is is like okay, yeah, she's she's gone. But you know, Kathleen Kennedy sitting over there going, ooh. Yeah. What, what yeah. do we do now? Well, I mean I'm not trying to be cold
0: about
2: no. it. I just I I no, feel... no, I mean there there is a practical reason right. that's what I say is there's a difference between you've got Carrie Fisher and I am mourning her and this hits very hard yeah, right. in the way that I'm realizing yeah like Robin Williams did mm-hmm. uh and a couple you know Christopher Reeve and this mm-hmm. you know when a cultural a true cultural icon who herself like I said the real person struggled so brilliantly. right? And I mean that really it was like part of her part of her art of 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 struggling with her realization of of her being this icon. um, Then we can separate that out and mourn her. And then you have to ask that practical question of, well, there is a saga. There is a story that is our modern myth. And which is weird that George Lucas created that, you know, (laughs) you go, but it really is. I mean, it's, it's what did I read. There are more, there are more Jedi officially in England, uh, where it is a recognized religion, then... Is it really? Yeah. You're oh. going to move to England now, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> I may go there for other reasons. Uh, but yeah, now nah, you just gave me another one. So I <laughs> it's it's bigger than... I think it was like a perspective thing where it was like saying the, that the official like, it's a weird apples and oranges. And by apples, I mean really bad apples. Like KKK membership in the US. Mm. There are more Jedi officially registered in England than there are KKK in america awesome bring the jedi over here and let's take the kk <laughs> out happened? man. That's a, <laughs> you know <laughs> a good deal um but it, you know it, it, i mean it's interesting there's a cultural impact and at the center of that are the skywalkers and she is you know one of the skywalkers yeah so it's yeah. It, it's just interesting and sad and hard to deal with and, and i go and it is a generational thing like when christopher reeve passed away this did not really have an impact on my children my you know my son, Superman, better or worse, is Henry Cavill. There will only be one Leah. but uh, yeah. we're seeing her entire lifespan, and that's you know that's very strange and weird. And
3: yeah, that's 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 acceptable because there's so many variations on Superman, right? Mm-hmm. So whereas Star Wars is
2: is it yeah uh, you know,
3: her role has been forever three films, and that's been four. Well, had been five forever. technically, no. <laughs> had been forever, and now Sorry, four point one. Just keep going up. <laughs> so, so we've we've gone we've gone past that to her as another type of character in in this new series.
2: Well, and this might be a shift in the way uh, our culture accepts stories too. I think one of the the flaws in the way we have told stories in the past century has been that no one's allowed to die, no one's allowed to get old, and the pass heroes on. don't die. The heroes don't die, right? Whereas one of the elements of When stories were first being told, is yes, they do. They end. There's a reason, and I think that's one of the reasons that Han Solo's ah, is a spoiler again. Uh, (laughs) A a death, uh, Han Solo's death in The Force Awakens. I touched on that, that really affected people in a way that Obi-Wan Kenobi's did not yeah. uh, mm. or Qui-Gon Jinn's did not is we had seen that young man and we're not used to seeing the old men yeah. die. And, and right.
3: Kenobi, when he died, we had only known him for right. maybe 20 years. Right. 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 And that, right. <laughs> when you add it up, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and
2: that, that, that's right. And that's the thing is I think that's why, why um, Lucasfilm and Disney did not count on they did such a push for Kylo Ren and initially Kylo Ren was not popular and it actually I don't think he is now I think they took him out of like the launch bay and put Darth Vader back in they because, did, yeah. because no one wanted to meet Kylo Ren right. because Kylo Ren killed someone we cared about and and Kylo oh, Ren yeah, really really huh. doesn't,
3: doesn't have
2: uh, Vader gets established in the first film
3: I mean there's a lot more focus on where what his role is in the Empire and what he does to maintain right. his power and we don't see any of that with ren he's got a position that he's and he's kind of in he's kind of reporting to some guy, but we don't but see so him. is Vader.
2: in in a new hope he's reporting to Tarkin he's, he's reporting to that board. The only reason we see Vader twist on them is that he does the force choke, and we also see him.
3: Taking down the ship that Leia's on, right? At the beginning, he makes that great and, entrance, and, and we and see Kylo that. Ren
2: does a similar entrance. They yeah. echoed so much, but I think the the big difference in in terms of that of the cultural impact is, yeah. Kylo Ren killed someone we loved, and so we hated him. We didn't want to like him. True. Whereas Darth Vader somehow got embraced, even though he's clearly the bigger and more successful multi you know, mass murderer. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> that, he may have killed his cousin
3: or who is who is the uh the the uh amperu and uncle
1: uh bobo fett suppose that's that's the thing i read is that that's why he says no disintegrations in in uh when we meet the bounty hunters is because the the rumor is that bobo fett got sent down and killed anno and Oh, yeah, I read that just recently because they were talking about like Rogue One stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting spin. I never but really thought of it." That I think there's
3: no disintegrations because they wanted the bodies, and, maybe, um, but but you know, and, people
1: yeah. like to read more into that's that. True. And on the flip side, to go back to Ren, I would have had no problem with him staying in the launch bay if we had met whiny Kylo Ren, like if he was just in there <laughs> breaking stuff. Just some guy with, yeah. A- we just ah, take we just ah, take a picture. Ah, and it's like, oh, she's <laughs> not here. Take a picture. Oh, thank you. It's your photo pass. Uh,
2: that would have been awesome. Thank you. At least we've turned this model into something funny. I try. That's good. No, no that's good. That's true. There's too much depth. <laughs> there is. Let's 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 move on. Let's meet, let's, let's, let's meet we have angsty. To res-
3: okay, before bringing the next people in, we have to
1: reset the panels again. <laughs> and- <laughs> Oh God! Here's hot topic Kylo Ren. He's wine breaking crap again. So thanks, Ren. Hot topic
2: Kylo Ren. I don't
1: know. I got a uh, Sydney got a good picture with him. my daughter. Got a good picture with him before they took him out, where he's literally just. It's one of my favorite pictures from there, where he's literally just staring her down, and she's looking at him like, "What?" <laughs> and, and, and it's just the best picture he's you know, in the mask. Right? Yeah, he's in the mask. That's oh, why yes. it's just. It's yeah. a funny juxtaposition of like. You can see her complete uninterest and most likely his uninterest in each other. And it's a preview
2: for when she's 15 staring you down. Oh, way. God, I look for <laughs> yeah, And she's
1: breaking stuff and
2: going, no, no, it is. Well, you
1: will have a mask by then. Oh, I okay. will. You I already look. have one. I have one for a future. One? Only one? Only one. I have one for a future film shoot. So, oh, okay. yes, I needed a Kylo mask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do, really. It's true. Oh, all right.
2: Uh, <laughs> so, good. We've lightened up. Let's turn to... Comics. Are we in agreement that maybe that's the best story for comics of the year that I've got there? Or uh, for which oh, yeah. uh, to talk about? Uh, I think the major story of the year is the resurgence of DC with with Rebirth, which I realized, boy, they, they could have called it DC resurgence, yeah, but that yeah. would have been arrogant uh, because <laughs> because they really gambled hard. But let's <laughs> no. Take I it.
3: looked over the events this year. Most of the events were non-events, and even Rebirth is a non-event. It falls out of an event. And it's really just an attitude and correcting all the all the but it plots. No, yeah. I think it works because they finally let go of their their controlling hubris about everything having to work within <laughs> as as the result of some Weird, otherworldly creature coming down and threatening everybody, and then everything happened. What they did? They was just said they, they said, said they just said they told the CW to do that. They said <laughs> they said let's throw all the cards up in the air and they'll fall down, and we'll have new stories. And that's basically what they did. Is, and,
1: is resurgence over? Is
3: rebirth? Rebirth? No, is everything it, is still rebirth. Is still, yeah, but all rebirth all is the, new branding.
2: It's oh, branding. It's just okay. like the new Fifty Two was like five years old and it was right. wasn't new anymore. Right. Right. But rebirth now is. To me, the best – it's more like going back to what people said they liked about characters. Right. Mm-hmm. So About comics. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I would agree. A,
3: a, there's some – and let's not be s- silly and say
2: everything's great. It's still not for
3: everybody. But I, I mean,
2: not every book is for everybody because I'm not going to enjoy – But there's Death's a lot more variety too. Has you.
1: someone who's not read it, what is the – the the change or what what is it that's different from what it used to be you know or what's the rebirth
3: <laughs> everything got a refreshing mm-hmm. without having to be connected to everything else okay and there's still a connection yeah. to more stuff from the past than there was in the 52 okay plus there's some, some characters that have left and there's some characters that are back mm. and so it's it's kind of it's, it's a little the old and the new. It's yeah, a good yeah, mishmash, and, and it, it's
2: it, <laughs> they found a very convoluted way, for example, to bring back the older version of Superman because people really weren't resonating to the slightly weaker uh, one that didn't have all the history, mm. who wasn't married to Lois, who wasn't Lane. married to Lois Lane, and then they brought that back. And if you could, if, you don't need to know why that happened although it's it's kind of weird because they're still all, all the
3: characters are still aware that he's not the superman that they had a year ago and oh. especially the heroes and the so and some of them know that he where he came from and some don't and so there's kind of a there's also the whole thing with clark kent because clark kent had been exposed as superman before rebirth yeah and so the There, there was a long, kind of tortured, very interesting storyline around that, but it's almost like when Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson no longer were married, and there was a whole brand new world Mm. for Peter. You know, which
2: people got over eventually, but they never really got over it with Superman. Yeah, because it it,
3: people don't necessarily
2: know Mary Jane, and Mary Jane always. I'm going to be honest. Mary Jane always felt forced to me. Because when I started reading Spider-Man, it was Gwen. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and, and Mary and, Jane was just kind of the dream girl that you're right. never really going to get. But if mm-hmm. I'd started earlier, it would have been Betty. So, you know, it would have been Betty Brandt. Betty Brandt. yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's where I came in. But Lois Lane had always been yes. the one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so to take that away. You know, but it's also still allowing them to move forward with new ideas. Like you've got Bruce Wayne's son, Damien, mm-hmm. the Robin who's a complete a hole. Right. But, but, he's, str- not a, but he's struggling to not be. I mean, to me, he does have a good reason to be that way because he was raised by the League of Assassins. He's super arrogant, but he's also <laughs> super competent, right? You know, so, but now Superman and, and Lois Lane have a son as well, so they can actually create the super sons of a whole, of the next generation that are going to have great counterpoint
3: point to each other.
2: You know, so, and so so
1: Superman t- didn't break
2: lois no. lane's uterus no the larry okay. the larry niven yeah, yeah, uh, essay yeah, yeah, yes. is completely okay a of kleenex is okay. no good longer good to know uh, good to know i was concerned
1: yeah. for lois's safety yeah
2: <laughs> so it really uh,
1: was
3: yeah I, and well, so, so well the, interesting. the kid didn't develop his powers all at once he was a normal kid for quite a while and then he wasn't
1: the so. wheezy asthmatic from superman returns no no
2: okay. see <laughs> it's like taking all the elements that people thought yeah was a good idea but done poorly right and now they're doing it all right good yeah. okay yeah, well, you know lesson learned so, and
3: they left the things that are working. They left Batman mostly alone mm-hmm. because all the stuff with Damien was already happening in the New Fifty Two. Mm. But the Flash, but it had already been happening. In Batman Incorporated. The Flash and Green Arrow got redone. The Titans, the Justice League, for a large part, got redone. Yeah, you
2: know, hmm. it's, yeah, Aquaman.
3: And then you got you got some great the other ones like Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye, which I'm just really I really enjoyed
2: enjoy that book. Yeah,
3: and the Doom Patrol.
2: I didn't particularly like Mother Night, Mother Panic. That's the the, the new one, the, she's the Gotham. Yeah. I didn't pick up issue number two because it's like red number one. It just seems, again, quirky for its own sake. Whereas Cave Carson yes. actually was a lot less quirky than I thought it would be. Uh-huh. It was more like 60s sixties uh, 60s DC comics. Right. I written love, by uh, Gerard Way. Yes. so <laughs> I
3: love the, the callbacks to the things that were happening back in the day yeah. and how they work against what's –
2: like this more hyper real uh, what would happen if kind of situation so so. there's some really yeah some interesting things and it has reflected in the sales flip side as we said Marvel has become more experimental which is interesting because they're not married to a model of continuity a different kind of not model of continuity right that they're all about change right now their
3: continuity changes by virtue of changes in the story so right now, if you look at, at um, Tony Stark, for example, mm-hmm. is semi-comatose, but not really. And there's a new Iron Man, Iron Man which is a teenage girl, right. who's just very brilliant. Well, there are two Iron Men. Yeah, and then there's there's Doctor Doom, who's a redemption story, and he is the infamous Iron Man. Oh, yeah? so It's actually really
1: good. That sounds it's, interesting.
2: Oh, it's, oh, cool. that's <laughs> really yeah. good. Is it? Nice. And I would, and I would say, as said, we said a few weeks ago, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on one of my same champions. Yes. If you're an if you have a young reader yes. who's socially Actually. aware. Issue number one really got me. Issue two was fun. And then issue three, I just about cried. Did you read the kiss part? And Did you read? Yeah. The, the kiss was great. Yeah. But uh, Champions is the, t- the characters that have been in Avengers who were teenagers. Mm. So they're Ms. Marvel, Nova, Spider Man, S- Miles Morales, Spider Man, mm. uh, uh, the uh, awesome Hulk, the totally awesome Hulk, Amadeus Cho, uh, uh, Viv, 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 Viv v- Vision, the Vision's daughter, and uh, Vision's daughter's name, Viv. Viv. Yeah. yeah. And the young, uh, <laughs> I've been catching up on the Vision series, which I didn't like after the first oh, issue, man. and then I caught up on it on the MCU Marvel Comics Unlimited. Uh, for when I was looking know, at top five for the years, that was definitely in my top five. It was incredible. Yeah, it, so far I haven't finished it yet, but it's incredible. But I would say Champions being a series that is the things that like high school age kids are really concerned about and really connected with, and then imagine and then finding out. Through these characters, that maybe superpowers wouldn't change these. You know, it, it's and it's still You'd still have the, the same. greatest the greatest power is it's still it's still activism. It's still caring. It's still mm-hmm. passion, Right. and it's. And it's also trying to
3: to solve solve your problems without using powers, without without getting into a fist fight. Right, but it's using
2: social media. It's really a Mm. book that is very now, and it is one of those, I can't believe that Mark Wade who's probably about five or six years older than I am, um, so I'll say, the middle-aged white guy is really got his finger on the pulse of what kids are, kids, teenagers, are concerned about. Mm -hmm. And if you're a teen... Or if you know a teen and they're not reading Champions, push it their way yeah. and see. The other one being Occupy Avengers. I still, I, I still say that we're using Hawkeye to tackle social justice issues in the United States. Yeah. is just because uh, he's still. I think it was delayed a month, so I just picked up the second issue last week. That that. Um, you know, they're dealing with an issue on a, on a, on a reservation that came out before the actual it's another, standing rock. Oh, it was really? just like, well, David Walker, great Who writer. Anyway. <laughs> it's another, <laughs> yeah, it's another
3: thing that, that, uh, I don't know if you want to get to civil war, but the, the end of civil war foreshadows this book that's been out for a couple of issues now. Of course, got, because it's two months late. Yeah. So, so you have <laughs> Hawkeye, Hawkeye saying to, uh, yeah. to the shield, the head of shield saying, uh, you owe me something, and and I what I want you to do is just when you see what I'm about to do, leave me alone.
2: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, Occupy Avengers is a terrible title, as yes. we've talked about before, because you go it's another Avengers book, but it's not. Yeah, and but because they've already got a different character under the title Hawkeye to put Clint Barton <laughs> back in, is like it's it's just a, a powerful book, and I think it's one of those they're finally doing what if you went over to what josh dysart was doing with harbinger over at valiant and not as many people were paying attention to that or what he was doing with the unknown soldier and all credit to david walker for that and i think mm-hmm. mark wade looked around and saw that and goes i think i should use use my powers for good here i'm writing comics let's talk about the things that people are really really concerned about and david walker's very political uh but in a, But in a way of trying to empower people. Uh, His Nighthawk, which was canceled, but the trade paperback of the six issues just came out, I think today. Oh, okay. Uh, So that's worth another look. No, I didn't, but I'm going to pick up the trade paperback. I read the first issue, and it's another one where I think I made a mistake. Like the vision, the first issue didn't really grip me. me, Yeah, but I think the way we're telling stories now, you really have to read that block. Mm -hmm. And it, it does a disservice to individual comics. But man, you get some great trade paperbacks, and so I, yeah. I'm going to pick that up. Just like yeah. Power Man and Iron Fist, it's a whole vision, uh, you know, viewpoint on the world that I don't have, but I'm grateful for that window into it mm-hmm. and to give me that empathy. And so um, I think they're doing powerful stuff. Right. DC is comfort food. Marvel is that uh, I'm going to try. I ended up liking Pad Thai. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> wow. Know. No, I mean, nice. but it's, like, it's and like now I'm hungry. <laughs> I know. It, it's the kind of thing. It's like, well, this is this might be good for you. And then you may really end up liking it. And, and I think that's the thing is, it is too often comics don't even really try to be art. Or at least the, two, the big two don't go artistic. You know, they're comfort food. Marvel's taking a lot of chances. And I think DC will in response too. They feed each other. I mean, that's the thing. One goes there. The other tries it. And it's only good for the... Nothing but good for the industry.
3: One other one other book that we came into this year, this year I believe, still kind of questioning what was going to go on with it, mm-hmm. was The New Mighty Thor, which has mm-hmm. turned out to be an awesome book. And you don't even think twice about the fact that Thor is now a woman and the, the, the storyline, the, mm-hmm. the whole book is just... Very, I was catching up good.
2: on Avengers with Sam Wilson and Jane Foster. Yeah, with him discovering yeah. that yeah. secret. Uh, for those, Jane Foster has cancer, so every time she becomes Thor, she's strong, but it actually undoes, undoes, undoes. I really need to speak today. <laughs> uh, it undoes all the effects of the chemo. Really? So she starts over yeah. from scratch. Why doesn't she just stay Thor then? I haven't read an individual issue that explains exactly yeah. why. Yeah, it's not
3: really clear, other than the fact that obviously she's kind of saying to herself, "I've only got a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. What good can I do as Thor? Right. And what, how, how much fun is it to be a Thor, to be Thor? Versus, you know, if you've known anybody who's gone through chemo, it's a it's a painful experience, and a lot of people say, you know, it it really doesn't. You're going to have a longer life doing it but you're not going to enjoy it right and it's no it's no guarantee that you're going to come out well, of as it I say, the they,
2: they, they they, try to kill you yeah b- and so that hope that you survive that before the they cancer try to kill kills you it. to make exactly. you stronger <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's where that expression it's comes from it's a Nietzschean from. it's it's Nietzsche chemotherapy <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah. Nietzsche therapy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go to, to movies. Uh, I think the the big thing is, you know, it's a little inside baseball. <laughs> I use a sports reference. It's, boo. Uh, fine. It's inside not going to happen ba- again. Boo.
1: Stop it. No, no, no. It. It.
2: It's just in the pop culture. Oh, I understand. Oh, is we're... that it? Okay. <laughs> Forgiven. <laughs> it's a, it's it's an idiom, Jason. Back to Won't literature. what not you call me? No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll call you that too. <laughs> uh, it is that uh, the studio that has had the biggest year this year mm-hmm. is Disney. Huge because it, you look at this and I'm like, yeah, these have probably been some of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, you had Civil War, you yep. had Doctor Strange, you had uh, the Force Awakens, kind of a rollover. Mm-hmm. You got Rogue One, mm-hmm. uh, Zootopia, The Jungle Book, Moana. Uh, I know you didn't like Moana, I Jason, as, sorry. As, as much sorry, as, as many everyone. people did. No, 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 it's all right. But uh, you know, I enjoyed it. That's all right. Yeah, do each his own. It's mythology light. You know, uh, yes. Yeah. Was- um, but it was. It's been very successful. Yeah, and. You then uh, there was also uh, the Finest Hours. I mean, there's a couple of live action things that nobody really cared about, but but it was uh, but but all but they. I mean, no, that's that's true. Though, diminishing I mean. the work of hundreds of very proud. I artists. am not. <laughs> I am not diminishing because uh, it just showed up. The Finest Hour hours just showed up on Netflix. That and was the Chris Pine, the, the Chris Pine the and boat? Casey Affleck one. Yeah, yeah. I kind I wanted to watch that. I didn't. It, it I came did and well. went fast. Yeah. yeah. Um the Queen of Cotway I'm interested in, except that I realize this is this weird February slot for Disney, which is inspirational sports stories, <laughs> and I enjoy them as films. I would never watch the sports, right but you know that's where the right. Queen of Cotway was like chess right like we're running out of we're running out of sports uh, because I watched the the McFarland USA and I'm like it played out exactly the way I thought it would, but it was very it's again, it was comfort food. I went, yeah, I know how it's gonna go. I enjoyed this. Thank you. I feel inspired now. Yeah, uh, you know I'm not great. a
1: believer in based on true story movies.
2: No, that's why I not see my the, thing. I'd much rather see the Jungle Book or right. Civil War. If I go or to
1: the movies to be to be taken we were out had, of real life. Well,
2: that's where our pre conversation about what was that show you were saying that uh, recommending on Netflix? The because we were oh, oh Fleabag, Fleabag. Fleabag. Yeah. yeah, and here we are loving. Uh, crazy crazy head. heads watch you know, crazy heads you know the, the the show that is it's got the fantasy element well right. that's all I have time for. because the real world I have very little interest in it right <laughs> oh, now oh, I mean yep. I have too much interest in it but it's exhausting so I need something right. that reminds me oh you know there's some, a whole world of imagination <laughs> out
3: there too come with me <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: or don't I don't care or because I'm gonna be happy <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, so it's been uh, you know a tremendous year, and, 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 I, and I look ahead. We've still got Star Wars Episode Eight. We've got uh, what else is coming in Marvel? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy vo- Volume Two, can't and then wait, and then Thor Ragnarok next yeah. November. I can't Iron, wait. Iron Fist. Uh, oh, Iron Fist on Netflix, on right? Netflix.
3: We're you counting those. That count, we're counting those TV, though, right? Not yeah, that is TV. Yeah. I I
2: Sorry. don't know how that fits in the overall model. I, I'm just we're just talking right, like right, theatrically. Right. I mean, and the interesting thing was I was telling Rick at dinner how last week one of the the Warner Brothers executives gave a talk, a speech, where he basically admitted, not basically, he literally admitted, yeah, we really didn't have a plan in place. Like, what would happen if one of our superhero movies didn't really work? And, you know... Wow, it, uh, so they and really... Because they've got the problem of, like, The Flash has lost two directors. Right. They've scrapped two scripts. Yes. They, they don't know what's going on. They know they've delayed, they've rearranged things so that Justice League 2... Is not going to come in the slot. Then we uh, Dwayne Johnson tweets a picture out of him and Henry Cavill, and it does bring up the thing. It's like, yeah, just to you know, it's like, yeah, we've known that Dwayne Johnson is going to be Black Adam for like a decade. Yeah, yeah, and yet. Nobody's talking about Shazam so are they oh, yeah. just scrapping that and putting Black Adam in the in the rest and I, I don't want that because right. I want a Shazam movie. Right. Talk about that would be but you know if it's a no brainer Warner Brothers isn't going to do it. Uh, <laughs> cuz they they're too smart for us. Oh my Better God. give me a whole lot of lumps. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of lumps. Uh, <laughs> that's a really
0: great
3: random one.
2: <laughs> that's reference. how I feel. There is like... It's like I feel like I'm look. listening
3: to radio and it
2: just drifted between channels. <laughs> and, it's like, and that's... That's the that's their decision making, you because right. they they switched around again so they could fast track Batman in there, and now you got to put uh, which we didn't talk about, but they're, they're actually going to do Gotham Sirens. It's not going to be just oh yeah uh, oh, okay Harley Coyne, Quinn. It's going to be Poison Ivy and, and Catwoman. Yeah. I'm like yeah, totally go out there and, and have explore some those. fun with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. But that's what, you not don't know, don't that's kiss what, off to a single star. Make a make a movie that's watchable. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. They didn't kiss up to a single star. They are kissing up to a single star because, and this is the power of Margot Robbie, mm. she knew okay. that Gotham Sh- Sirens was more interesting right. than just a Harley right. Quinn movie. She has read. And not as much work for her. No, no, no. Mm. Because she she's the executive producer. It's going to be a lot kidding, more work. Please. But I, I want to be honest about it because here's a great thing about why we should all love Margot Robbie as one of our uh, – one of our idols or at least she's become one of us like Kevin Feige over at Marvel she got cast as Harley Quinn she hadn't read the comics they gave her all these right. g- Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti books right. she gets what makes Harley well, she, work. Did she did her homework she did her homework she read these. and then she turned it back to Warner Brothers and says I'll do another movie and, you know, and they, they gave her a first look deal she's got a little production slate she says yeah I want to be Harley Quinn again but not in a suicide squad hmm. I want to do it here and then she's the one that pulls in Poison Ivy and Catwoman mm-hmm. because she realizes it's th- that it's the group dynamic that makes Harley. Much work. more interesting mm. story. You know, and, and that so it's not about – you know, that's somebody who really – she earns my respect. Yes. Um, you know, so I – we could look forward to 2017 and 2018. Maybe there are things going on the right track for DC. There are definitely things go, still going on the right track for Marvel. We shall see. Um and Can I mention my favorite movie? Yes, here? please, because oh, I haven't seen it. I just wish I had.
3: I just think the the best science fiction movie in years uh, is Arrival and just solid, I mean, not... Not yoga hosers? Not
1: yoga hosers. Okay. I have not seen Arrival no. myself either. Have You You haven't seen it? Well, let's make a date for tomorrow. Okay. You guys <laughs> go see it. I uh, <laughs> highly recommend
3: it. All right, well,
2: hey, this is the end of the podcast. we got to catch the 1030 yeah, show. <laughs> and what
3: it, what it does is it brings back the fact that this is a real science fiction movie, not science fantasy, which is what we get so much of the time. Without mm. saying uh, they invent a type of laser gun or anything like this, it's, it's, it's aliens come to Earth right now mm. And we have to figure out how to communicate, and that sounds a little on the dull side. It's anything but, and the the effects are wonderful. That the is great.
2: Well, and, you, and, and, great. and you're, we're talking about this on on the week that basically one of the things bubbling under even the mainstream news cycle oh, yeah. is that scientists are now saying we've been getting these signals. They may actually be the communication, and there it is. They have no idea what it means, right. but it's too regular. To, for them So what for, are we sending? What are we sending out in our next thing? We're sending out the, the peri- Super Mario Run. No, the, the, <laughs>
3: the, the periodic table. My God, it's going to turn into pixels. It's <laughs> turned into binary and then encoded. So they've got, and it's like you th- we think about these movies where we get something, a signal from on another planet. and We have to decode it and then un- un- unencrypt it and stuff, and
2: then finally figure out what it is. I think we just send them Doctor Who episodes and uh, hope for the best. Uh- <laughs> Uh, you know, no. I mean, it, it is interesting. Uh, it's, it's a because one. I want to say, you know, here's the. It is a sad tie-in to uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con, and that Carrie Fisher was supposed to be a yes, guest, right? Yes. But what the? But the big focus on Silicon Valley Comic Con, which I do love, and I wish I had the head for it to attend the panels and understand, is so many Seth Shawstack from SETI, uh, so many N- right. NASA people, so many scientists. Have been science, up, it was, yeah. you know. I, I'm going to give it up to Waz for that, for really putting a push. At the same time, when we know that there has been a lot of rumbling from the president elect about cutting funding for NASA and changing right. what it's going to do, and to have these scientists, come he doesn't to want s- the
3: weather satellites up there showing the effects of uh, right.
2: Well, warming. I love you know, mm-hmm. a- and hmm, uh, I try to stay apolitical on this. It's very hard, but I, I thought l- that was a r- I thought that was pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, you know, but I love that Silicon Valley Comic Con is is going to try yes. to push that that the hard science, as you say, here's a rival the science fiction film. As much as I love Star Wars, it right. is science fantasy. Right. It just happens to have spaceships. There's no explanation to how that now Drew Campbell might argue with me, sure. but because uh, he knows how he's seen the schematics, he's tried to build it in his backyard. <laughs> except well. he can't afford a backyard because he lives in the Silicon Valley. Uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> very small. small it's a very small, yeah. He has a little patio a right. little so alcove palm size yeah. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> and i'm wearing my star trek ugly sweater but uh which is fabulous by thank the you way. thank Very you nice. um and star trek is sort of science fiction but still there's a lot of magical thinking right, to it right. you know you don't need to appreciate i i i agree with you is i think we need to have this return to at least a little more often again the movies that are good for you yeah that are not just science fiction movies but are science fiction films that are going to make you think and as much as I think Interstellar tried I, I think there were a lot of, right, right. you know it was interesting I enjoyed Interstellar I I feel it, I feel in hindsight I'm in a I'm in a growing minority or a shrinking minority, rather that people are. It's one of those. A lot of Christopher Nolan movies, in hindsight, people trash. They love them at the time, yeah. And then they start going, eh, it wasn't really all that great. And uh, I, let that. me throw
3: one other thing out about this movie is that it's it's not just a science fiction movie. I would say it it, it would be a reasonable date movie because the the emotional content of it, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow at yeah. all, but the emotional content of it is like striking. And I, you know, I've had some things happen in my my family recently that, that left me kind of tender, I saw it before all that, and I still, at the end of the film, was kind of tearing up. And, and
2: Oh, great. It's yeah, sort of sure. like uh, how people are recommending This Is Us to me, and I'm like, oh, really? Everybody's recommending by saying, I was sobbing 10 minutes in. I'm like, yeah. really? Do I need that? Yeah, when drop? people
1: recommend things like that to me, it's just an immediate turnoff. It's like, I, I can sob on command. I don't need yeah. to put on NBC and go, like, oh, God, it's even I'll worse. I'll just <laughs> dig out my big
2: fish
3: tv uh, <laughs> I, I understand DVD. what you're saying. Right. The... I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil anything, but trust me, go see this film because it's. Oh, the, I've it's wanted the to. Way just, in which the film is told. That,
2: that's all we're saying. Right? Was, I it, absolutely it, want to see it. It's yeah, just, I just. It was one because of because I'm going to break down and see this and watch. This is us. I know it. There's going to be sometime I'm just going to go. <laughs>
1: I watched the first episode. It wasn't tear worthy at that point. It was actually just kind of boring to me. And I maybe it got worse. Well,
2: why? Because there were no killer clowns or robots or anything science fiction. Yes, that's why I didn't
1: like Gilmore Girls that's, either.
0: That's no, I, didn't I don't get
2: know. into that. I, yes. <laughs> there are no
3: killer. Clowns and
1: Gilmore Girls?
2: Well, not this, not this revival. Oh, but it does, it does remind me that I, I need to dig out my Blu-ray of Killer Clowns and try to k- trick my son into watching it. So good. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Wonderful film. We have to watch Big Man in Japan. Um, oh, yes, we do. That. I do have that. You owe And me it that. is I fantastic. All I right. do owe you that, yes. Yes. Let's talk a little TV, shall we? Because now, you know, we needed this after a year. I needed, even though you're right, Mediocre. Mm-hmm. The return of Doctor Who was so necessary right now. <laughs> I didn't realize it had been a, a year. year oh, yeah.
1: And that it was the last
2: Christmas special. Like, I and was that's like, why wow. 2016 sucked so much. I Doctor didn't have Who. Doctor Who in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah, I got an ugly sweater for yeah. Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, it's already frayed. Of one. I bought. Luke, I bought one. For Would Luke. you say it's Gallifrey? I'm sorry, that was oh, really I, uh, stupid. I, hey, I, fine. Bye, everyone. I, I bought
3: was- <laughs> one. I, I always leave on a low note. That's I,
2: right. No, I will That's tell, what I, do. I will. I will tell a very odd Doctor Who <laughs> family anecdote. So I, I bought Luke the sweater because. I bought the ugly sweater and I was wearing around. He kept stealing it from me. Mm -hmm. And then he'd wear it all night long. And so I bought one for him for Christmas. And I I gave it to him early because I had him for a week before Christmas. And I said, here you go. He wore it every day. And, Is it the same design? Yeah, exact okay. same, identical. So we wore it up to the Schultz Museum. Man. We went. I went to my cousin's house, and, and as we were walking out, uh, leaving the house, he, he turned to my cousin and said, "By the way, did you notice that my father and I match?" They <laughs> go, "Yes, we did notice." <laughs> but I gave him for uh, for Christmas on, on a, a uh, Snoopy shirt where the doghouse was the TARDIS. Okay. And so he, that was, he, he was laying on the top of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just, nice. you know sleeping on it. He was thrilled by that. He shows up. He's like, dad, thank you, thank you, thank you. My brother looks over and goes, w- what's that? And and my mom goes, it's a doctor who thing. And my brother looks like someone has just bloodied his nose. Right. And he goes, I've just been schooled on pop culture by oh, my mom. My- <laughs> 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 and <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah, yep. It just seeps in. So, anyway, we, you know, I uh, uh, recorded. They had done all the Power of the Daleks, the six episodes. I haven't watched that And now yet. they're in color. Okay. See, I never watched oh, them. Oh, are likewise. they? Yeah, so- they've
3: colorized them since. Did you go to the theater to watch it? No, but I watched them on the BBC. We watched right. We watched it. Uh, we went to the theater. When did they colorize them? Uh Sometime between <laughs> in the last it, two uh, weeks, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, they probably
2: that. always did, and then they just put they it, just in it in a, the black and white. Oh god, it's, I it's can't a, see it's, color. It's anymore. a distinctly different. I mean, because <laughs> oh, the, sorry, that's going out too. It's the ear. You're deaf in the right ear. <laughs> that's right, color blind. Really yeah. The
3: black and white one was done so so sculpted and and shaded that I'm pretty sure that it's not just a black and white to uh, mm-hmm. color to black and white conversion that right. they actually colorized it mm. because it adds a lot um, to it. And I mm-hmm. actually think it's it's really much better in color in, in color than it was in black and white. Okay, then that's what and I they have doing on the, – they, they did not black I, and white because the original episode right. Right, it wasn't black and but white. But that's
2: so. it. So I, that's what I have on the DVR. I'm looking forward to I was yeah. saving that for Luke to see mm. if he'd be able to watch one. It may be – I know. You said it's slower. It's, it's slow. And but it's, it's still it's historic way. if you're a Hoovian. You know, you could just say we're going to watch one
3: episode a day for a week, which is the way you would have done it, if right? You were if you were in no, we Britain binge at the now. Time. That's the problem. Yeah, the, binging this is is kind of like binging a quarter gallon, a uh, quarter quart of uh, of lemonade. You know, it's like Ooh, when you get about sour. halfway halfway through, you just going, <laughs> you're going to go. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. Ooh. Ooh. I really
1: don't like lemonade
3: <laughs> anymore.
2: <laughs> it's actually
1: it, for that. Like,
2: you are gonna smoke this pack of cigarettes
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all at once.
3: I was. I, you are gonna th- watch these six episodes of nineteen sixties Doctor Who. The middle three episodes in the theater, I was falling asleep. And, and well, that's because we're old. Oh, did you see it in the theater? I, I went yeah. to the Fathom event for yeah. it, and, um, they didn't do they didn't really do. Usually, when you go to the Fathom event, they have
2: like stuff around the bookends. Yeah.
3: Bro- book it they didn't really do any of that but you
2: know the, this, this is interesting we were talking at dinner and i think this is probably it's the story of 2016 in television it's the story of 2017 and it's the story of 2018 and probably was the story of 2015 is how we are in the middle of a massive transition into how television works right in general how storytelling works in television because you said what was the, figure? the statistic
3: is um in 2016 there were 455 scripted series that includes broadcast television cable stuff available online different, different all the different channels anything that was scripted a storyline Series. And that's not even counting Donovan and Sims
1: yet, right? <laughs> which, yet. which is a. Well, it's because it's not scripted. No, I'm sorry. That, a, a so, I so, beg your uh, pardon. So, oh, yes, you wrote one, one episode. One was, episode is. Was yes. brilliantly scripted. We'll get scripted. to that. We'll get to that.
3: So, so if you think about this <laughs> from the standpoint of why you don't have time to watch everything anymore, right. this is 71% over what it was five years ago. Wow. Wow.
2: And that's a hell of a perspective, but the other thing I'd say is, and the shift is, as you're just saying, in the '60s, you'd watch that yes, six over six weeks, yes, or was it twice a week? I don't know. I mean, it was once a week when it was syndicated in the U.S. It was one, uh,
3: yeah, and I think that I believe it was every night uh, around dinner time in 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 Britain when it was originally. Been. Yeah, I I, I I don't know.
2: So, but it's like even watching as you say, a it was show. done.
3: It was done in the in the uh, soap soap opera model which right. was it was a serialized done format. daily daily I don't know if it was daily things. I thought it was weekly because okay. well, because
2: well, so. I an earthly child was broadcast once I, the first episode I know was the, na- the day of the Kennedy assassination yeah. Yeah. and then they showed the first episode again a week later because they had to give it and, and that's what saved the show like it, right. it, like nobody right. watched the first episode because of course everybody was glued And
3: that would make sense too because the the only the only difference was they didn't in a lot of serials, like when you'd go to the movie th- theater serials, they would they, they would weekly. overlap the episode with what had just led up to the right, right. right. No, set. it was there was, and these pretty much cliffhangered, and they would come right been, in on yeah. That. But
2: and I would say our format when we were when we were younger, when it was first syndicated, the Pertwee episode syndicated in the U.S. Yeah. it was every Saturday night one episode on uh it was kpix here yeah i know and and then channel started with the silurians right and then channel 54 i think was the one that picked up the tom baker yes you you know and that was still one episode that was was a great yeah it was a series it was a great saturday night because you had monty python faulty towers Mm -hmm. uh the goodies and doctor who and that was a really good geeky night for me. It was that I'd have to hope my parents didn't want to watch the Bob Newhart show uh or Mary Tyler Moore. And and so you know, you know I I don't know there but but those being serialized even if you watch a show from 10 years ago like for a while, I would like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, or or no, I would say even on the the UP well, then when
1: that shits on. I'm sorry, stuffs on Nick at Night.
2: It's like or on what? the or on the WB, it blows my mind when I think about the difference between like now the Arrowverse, as they say of the CW. Oh, yeah. Versus what Smallville was. Mm -hmm. And I fell behind on Smallville one year. And so I would basically bank it. And they'd send me the DVDs to review. So I would watch Smallville over three days. And when you watched Smallville a whole season over three days... It was so repetitive. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. And that, you know, I mean, but but if you spread it, if it was weekly. It was like, oh, okay, you don't notice those things. Right.
3: Well, it, it it covers the people who missed an episode, too. Right. Which, which the man. Arrowverse
2: does. There's yeah. always a character who should know better that asks a really stupid question on every episode of The Flash so they can do the little catch-up. Yes. But it's just a little catch-up. Whereas – smallville it it was like it was like a reality series going to going to commercial and coming back you know it was like every here's five minutes recapping the previous a a a third a third of the episode came back from the dead this week characters rehashing that you know so um it is interesting now to watch like i mean i'm i'm watching right now because it's finally on hulu the seventh the sixth season of community Oh. Which was on Yahoo because I couldn't make the Yahoo interface work on my laptop, but I can make it. That season was fantastic, and I, it was—it's
1: hilarious. It, I cried at the end of where that I season. haven't
2: gotten there yet, but there's yeah. even, but there is because they have Keith David in there. Yeah. Like when they reference something from the past where Paget Brewster and Keith David weren't on the series yet, they're just like, "What? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> that yeah. startled, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you did that?" and that show just,
1: ended very poignantly when you get oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, anyway. it, it's that. Oh, great. You, you will have a, a, a moment.
2: This is community. This is us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. great, fantastic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is us.
3: So we should also mention some of the, uh, the out-of-nowhere stuff that
2: came out this year, like Stranger Things
3: mm. yes. and, and Channel
2: Zero. Light. Yes, which I have to go back. I still haven't finished Channel Zero. After all that, after, after loving those, loving. Fo- because I could, b- I was able to binge four episodes of Candle Cove. Yes, and then totally, then you lost it. Do you know? But there's another thing to revisit that, and people can go back to on Fanboy Planet. We had the interview with the showrunner. Yes, and we re- and I reviewed Candle Cove, which is the first this season. season. The show is called Channel Zero, but the the story arc is Candle Cove. It, it's been going around Facebook the last week about people's people remembering uh like Sinbad being in a movie called Shazam right. when it's very clear it's Kazam, but people have totally convinced that. <laughs> and they're talking about and, and then there's a couple going around about uh remembering T V series and episodes that happened that didn't. And I'm realizing, wow, that Candle Cove is actually a lot I mean, it's a creepier take on it, but right. But actually, that's happening to people. So there's there's not so creepy pasta. There's not so there's <laughs> a there's real like psychological pasta. A real we were uh, discussing al dente about pasta. Candle
1: Cove before we started recording, and I watched the whole thing, and it it was really it was really well done. It was it was a good, good strong show, well written, i like, fairly well acted, and the second season starts next month already because they have a. Right, trailer right. for it at the end. Well,
2: because we uh, when we interviewed uh, the showrunner, he was on, he was on the set of the second right, second arc. They right. we were it, They were doing that in July, yeah, uh, or August. I can't remember which which got book. me. Um, but I mean, it's just I love that stuff, though. So I mean, it was yeah. it was it was it was a really good shit. But I'm just fascinated by. Suddenly the real world again catching up with this mm. psychological phenomenon where people are remembering. And then I don't even know what's real anymore. As we go to the end of 2016, this could all be hyper time, Rick. We could all be. Could be. <laughs>
3: this show is actually a, a fiction that I write at night and then I hire voice
2: actors to you come in. You son of a gun. Yeah. I'm not real? No. Well, <laughs> better give me a whole lot of love. Uh-oh. Callback. You're actually recast Love this it. season.
1: <laughs> that is amazing.
2: We're bringing back Mango Habanero. Will
3: be the new host next week. <laughs> did,
1: you
3: st- did you stick with watching The Walking Dead this season?
2: Nope. Never even started it. Never even started. Well, because there's another thing. Is like this is the problem. So you don't watch, and then everybody hates it. And that's why I'm saying I'm reading all these articles about people stopping to watch Walking Dead, which I admit they're probably stupid because it's like, it's the Walking Dead. It's a zombie thing. You're upset about the violence. Uh, right. but it just, I, again, it just fell so behind. Stuff, There's yeah. so much that I, I can't. Yeah. And I want to support it. But then there are shows that I already know I enjoy that I'm behind. I haven't True. finished Luke Cage. I need to finish Luke yeah, Cage. Yeah, I only got
1: about halfway through that myself. And I love every did episode I've watched. I just stopped. Yeah. So, yeah real life got in the way i mean i
2: probably got about two years worth of comics i still have to read and i still haven't finished reading the name of the name of the wind and are you reading the name of the wind oh it's so good i just started last week it's so good did
3: you, re- did you start reading it because No. Nebr- well that's exactly Miranda? why because yeah.
2: we talked about it on the podcast I said, right, right let's get that it was all on the christmas gift and i went i was i was at a friend's birthday party on murphy avenue in downtown Santa vale, and there's a little independent bookstore there yeah so i walked in and i, I went all right if they have name of the wind I'm going to pick that up. And I gave I d- it to
3: three friends uh, Echo, Steve, and Julie. You yeah. met all three of them. I, I, every Christmas Eve, I send them an ebook, and that was what I sent to all three of them. I, I
1: have to mention this because I'd read this on Twitter today, and just something you said a few all minutes right. ago reminded it was from Will Wheaton. Uh, he had tweeted uh like a day or two ago. He's like at eleven fifty nine PM on December thirty first, we'll all get a text alert from an unknown source that just says the Aristocrats in two- <laughs> and two thousand sixteen <laughs> will make sense. And I, <laughs> I just, well I'm gonna go back to Something you that, said made me think like yes. that's
2: that's a movie I need to rewatch and the yeah. reason why is uh Penn Gillette posted his memory of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And that was one of the things was I'd forgotten she's in the Aristocrats and what happened was she asked them when they were making it who's told the worst version, the dirtiest version. Mm. And he said, Bob Saget. And I can't remember who the other, it must be Gilbert Godfrey. Mm. So she said, okay, essentially challenge accepted. And Uh so he was pointing out that she came up with the dirtiest version. And I remember Bob Saget's because that was hilariously dirty, Right, but that she tells the dirtiest version. And it's only because she wanted to be known as having outdone Bob Bob Saget. Saget. (laughs) Sagitt's all in his patter. It's in, in, the, in the oh yeah, just rattles things off. Oh, things, yeah. Things. oh, yeah. I can remember Bob Saget when he did a stand-up on HBO, and my mom had HBO, and she's like, I'm going to watch but Because the only thing she knew about Bob Saget was Once Full, Full House. House and America's Funniest uh, Videos. Yep. And I said, you do not want to watch that, that still
1: make makes me just laugh on a whole nother level that he was on two of the most wholesome things oh yeah really and you his could stand ever think. up is his stand-up
3: filthy so debbie took me Bad, to see in him a good at
2: way. uh the improv downtown sound of yeah. when he was in town and yeah it was like uh, yes sometimes i'm trying to t- teach my mother like you know, when I tell you you're not going to like something, <laughs> trust me, trust me right. because you've never liked something that I've told you you're not going to like. Right. And then you're angry at me for somehow it's sort of like Mitch McConnell say, passing a law and going, wait a minute, there are consequences. It's like with
1: my grandmother. Like she was insistent on borrowing 10 Cloverfield Lane from me. Because she loves John Goodman, and I'm like, you're not, you're not going to like this. Why didn't
2: you just give her the Emperor's New Groove and tell her that was good? <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like, oh, it was a cartoon. That was a nice surprise. Was the llama uh, Clover? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> he's so creepy in Were that movie. Were there
0: ten Clover fields? I didn't see ten llamas.
1: <laughs> and uh, but she was, she was just so insistent on borrowing it. And I went, fine, you're going to hate. It. I'm like, it's a science fiction movie. Ultimately. And she's like, whatever and yeah, she hated it. Yeah, she called me up like as soon as it was over, she's like, That was the biggest piece of S I've ever seen. and I'm like, Well, yes, of course it was. I mean, it's not your cup of tea, but I loved it. I mean, oh, I did no, too. No, I mean it was a great movie. Yeah, I movie. loved it, it because it was so but out are, of left field. But when oh, you yeah.
2: know what people don't like.
1: Right. You know, right. they're it's like But they're so insistent true. on proving you wrong. It's true. Especially when they're older. So it's like no, I'm going to like... You're not going to make my decision Right? I,
2: I'll devote an entire other podcast <laughs> to to, that, yeah. to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. My mother insisting on watching that with me because of the year that and, I was in the Rocky Horror Show. And did she like Horror that? Show. That was interesting. <laughs> was this the recent live show? No, no, no. 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 Which, my, the, which my son watched the recent live okay. one. Because Victoria Justice from Nickelodeon or did the Disney she Channel... She was
1: on... She was on Nickelodeon, yes. She
2: had her own show. Yeah, you know, because Victoria sure. Justice was on it. So it must be okay. Of course. And then we, last week, had a very long conversation about why... Don't, and I don't think Victoria Victoria's was, Justices, Why is it, yes. Why he was, he was grasping that... Uh, the Hairspray Live wasn't too bad. No, no, that was fine. And he didn't watch that one. And yeah. I was like, you would have enjoyed that? Of all the
1: recent live musicals that have happened i think that one was the most bearable i still got that recorded to watch yeah. oh it's fun it's yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's fun
2: yeah uh and so maybe that's the high point of 2016 we at least got to watch hairspray live and harvey figurestein got to play uh edna <laughs> the role he on, was born you know, to well play. <laughs> well i mean he'd originated on broadway now <laughs> right. it's now it's there for right. and i've heard people say like it was you know he was too old i'm like i don't care yeah he it, it now got he can erase that bad taste of John Travolta looking like a, like a Gelfling from the Dark Crystal <laughs> in the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> wow,
1: that is so on point. <laughs> yes, he, does. he
2: does. He does look like a Gelfling. Oh my god! And so brilliant. And you get Harvey yeah. Fierstein in there, and it's just like there was a moment in that, and I know, but to me, musicals are science fiction because they're oh, sure. they're a world where people breaking a song randomly, sure, and that nobody treats that as odd. But there's a moment in that show, in the live, where you get uh, Kristen Chenoweth, Harvey Fierstein, and uh, Andrea Martin side by side in in split screen uh, scenes. Oh yeah, and the three teen idols performing the song "Mama, I'm a big girl now." So it's all six of them together, and I'm like, and I just go three Broadway legends. Yeah on screen together right. in character this is history mm. you know and if you haven't seen it because I, I was lucky and i did you see Pippin when they toured that no i've never seen Pippin and Andrea Martin and Andrea yeah. Martin is like i saw that and went w- we witnessed the kind of performance that they will be talking about for decades because she sings um time to start living no time at all uh, which is a song that, that always makes show me cry is anyway incredibly depressing it makes me cry every time yeah. she <laughs> does it from a trapeze in her 60s mm-hmm. she does a trapeze yeah, act wow. while singing this song which yeah. is the point of the song right. yeah. that you know you just you you act as young as you can and live as hard as you can until you die because life goes by so fast and i'm like that was you know that's the kind of thing she won a tony for it mm-hmm. and you will just they'll be talking about that for as long as civilization lasts to 2018, and <laughs> oh, is that as long as it lasts? No, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's much shorter. I <laughs> know everybody's talking about. Well, good. 2016 is almost over. 2017 is going to be great. No. This is a
3: year that everyone should read Lost Horizon. Mm. We should form California should change Its name to to (laughs) Shangri-La
2: We should collect All the culture To hear Careful what you wish for Yeah That's the That's the thing In Book of Eli I think it's San Francisco Alcatraz Island Or Angel Island Mm. Is where they're Keeping all the all, all the literature. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, Jason. I was like, let's not. It's like somebody yeah. else was like, uh, you know, only four days left. Yeah, we're okay. We're going to make it. I'm like, don't you yeah. dare, to, Stop <laughs> because 2016 is going to knock and, and shut say, shut your mouth. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, how about
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just get, warming up. Because oh,
2: because uh, what I believe is when people say that, you know, time is invented so that everything doesn't happen at once. Right. And then I go, and then you say something like that and then everything go and then everything, everything says happens. everything says, Oh yeah, can you handle this? It's time to happen.
0: <laughs> it's so,
2: but let's end on a positive note. Oh, I yes. don't know what it's gonna be. Uh except we were talking hairspray, we've got Dr. Who La go La back. La Land
1: was fantastic. I'm La sorry, La we was we're it? going back to movies. La but, La La
2: Land. You know, I'm thinking about it. It was yeah, it I was a it, it was a, so good. it yeah. was in some ways a trifle. But it was a brilliant talk about a movie that is essentially the history of movie musicals mm. is in that movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. off there, I could say there's a full circle for me that was just uh, amazing. But I, I walked out of the, walked out of the just it, it is one of those that every now and then a movie hits where I have to sit and just be quiet, and think about
0: it through yeah.
2: the end credits yeah. because I really have to absorb. And of course, the lady yeah. next to me turns on her phone and is immediately, and I'm like, I don't want a screen right but, here. I'm but, too busy like yeah. going. Holy crap. And yet, in hindsight, it's really not about much. It's just kind of a, it's a trifle. It isn't. You're but right. But it is so well done. And, and the difference is, like, a couple of weeks ago I saw Amelie on stage, mm. the musical. Mm. And I walked out of there going, good show, could not hum a single th- yeah. tune from it. It's one of those scores that I'm like... Yeah,
1: it's great I've been in listening the to La La Land since before I saw it. Because and La only La, La Land, and
2: there's only one song. Yeah, but over right, and over, right, yeah. no, there's two. There's two. There's four. Okay, okay, there's but, four. But
1: they're all, what I love about it is... Are I mean, you like,
2: counting Iran as one of them? Uh, no. <laughs>
1: uh, <but laughs> I love that they all kind of stem from the same three chords. I mean, like, I'm not a musical guy, but I mean, but i play played piano for several years, and I've listened to my fair share of movie musicals, and it's very simplistic in nature. Yeah, it's just and a And everything is derived from the same song. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a... But it's a beautiful film. Which is an aspect of a lot of musicals where the right, song... But we haven't seen that in so long. I think I love the, just the simplicity and of it. And then it's
2: original for film. Right. Because, yeah. you know, I, I think it's getting a bad rap and part of it's do. I mean, that the movie sing, which is to me a throwback to the 40s when, like, Warner Bros. look around and go, what songs do we have the rights to? Yeah. When it worked really well, you got singing in the rain. Right. When it didn't work. You don't remember what those movies are, but right, there right. were a bunch. And that's what Sing is. Lullaby, like Broadway. Broadway. Uh, no, that was probably Actually, a bit more memorable. Yeah, it was. But, yeah. but Sing was the, like the, taking the pop songs and putting it together, but the stakes are higher when it's animation. Yeah. It's not a great movie. It was okay because if you've seen Moana and you can't take the kids to Rogue One, you can't. You, you know, not the little ones. You can take them to Sing. And then it was like, yeah. that, okay, that was fine. But then you see La La Land and it's just like, oh, Yeah. There can be an Sydney art to this.
1: loved La La Land. I mean, and that's coming from a nine-year-old. I that mean, I think interesting. I hadn't
3: thought about that. Would you take Sydney to Rogue One? She's seen it three times. already. Okay, so because no, I didn't take her all those times, but she but she is, loved it. But you know, Sydney
2: Sydney's seen all the Saw films too. So, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, what is that child protection no, right on the door? No, <laughs> no it's <laughs> the one genre Sydney room kept... you have
0: to escape from every <laughs> now. And
2: then
1: the one genre i haven't conquered yet and that's fine i mean i'm not going to force her into i mean horror is one of my favorite if not the favorite genre yeah and she wants nothing to do with it that's the last hurdle i hope maybe taking
2: a dipping a toe in it right know, just a little bit with as you said krampus krampus she she,
1: she's seen gremlins and krampus and i think those are kind of along the same
2: lines and that's about the same uh, and that's fine
3: i have trouble with the idea that we we she i mean five six-year-olds maybe but after seven or eight the if it's it there were so many films that i saw at that age where people died and they died in a hollywood manner well but that's what i'm saying negan crushing their head what i think has
2: shifted yeah our culture moved away from that you're absolutely right like i saw which is the i still remember as the strangest double feature you you could have imagined in the early 70s mary poppins with silent running (laughs) oh (laughs) <laughs> and I was terrified to see Silent Running because I knew I wanted to see Mary Poppins. I didn't want to. I him. love Silent Running. Oh, no. It was, yeah, ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, I was that glad was I saw, a good pair. saw that. What an odd. Cinema it's 150. Just, it's
3: just we have two films it's on the shelf. S- you the know, 70s crazy. double
2: features right, were amazing. Right. Nice. Like a Phantom of the Paradise with Wizards actually sort of mm, makes sense. But I saw yeah. that before. Star- and the only reason I went to see it. Was because they had the trailer for Star Wars uh-huh. before Star Wars came uh-huh. out, and so we snuck a GE cassette recorder oh, in and then recorded, recorded it. the trailer nice. and listened to it over and over. Kids in those days, we didn't have the everything in this little device yep. so that I'm holding up. The you know the iPhone. Uh, we had a box the size of a lunchbox with we I was, chiseled it in stone and looked at it with later. And I had an eight track tape player that looked like a like a dynamite plunger. The were you happy
1: with the end of La La Land? Because that's the one thing I was not. I'm not going to say it or spoil it. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it it depressed me.
2: It did not depress me. Okay.
1: It was the one thing that I was kind of like, it's not spoilers. It really isn't. But for everything up until that point, and then it didn't give you the Hollywood ending. It's it's bittersweet.
3: It is. It's bittersweet. And that that disappointed me. So kind of in the same way as uh, The Rose of Cairo?
2: Purple Rose of Cairo. Yeah. Hey, let's go flashback there. That's sure. how we'll end on the, on the note there for you go. 2016. There, there you go. If you haven't seen The Purple Rose of Cairo... Yeah. Okay, So I got to teach film twice. And the first time I taught it, it was, just, it was just me. The second time I had to do it as film production co-teaching. But when I just got to teach film theory, I started with The Purple Rose of Cairo. And it was... I had 10 students, and it was one of the... And I loved having shown it because it was the best discussion of the semester. Because the debate... And the genuine anger on both sides—that uh, either this was the most realistic ending you could have had right. to a fantasy film, mm. or that's not fair, you know—and that we had that, a really great discussion about exactly about what it, yeah. have you been affected, right. what has the culture told you, right? Mm. The how the world is about supposed the stories to stories and, and about the way stories yeah. end. And I, you know, I, the Purple Rose of Cairo is, I think, probably my favorite piece. Yeah. Um,
1: Very much then in that vein. Yes, absolutely. I, it didn't make me hate the film. I love the film. But I mean, it was just up until that point I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to get. And then I didn't get it. Yeah. And yeah. and it just kind of I was like oh no. and then hashtag real life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
0: not if you use hashtag <laughs> is
3: that
2: the way the credits start. <laughs> it is it just yeah it just, hashtag real life. It was
1: directed by and then hashtag real life.
2: <laughs> no, but I love that movie from the beginning. I mean, oh, It yeah. sold me on it because it opens with going filmed in cinemascope and, and then the screen it stretches goes stretches out. Yeah. out. and, oh, and then nice. the title and then, comes on and with a little copyright in the corner. And then it's yeah. just traffic, yeah. L.A. traffic. Yeah. And, Which they and, actually shut down. Yeah, and then it breaks out into an actual. And I read full. an article that's like, what it's also is a love letter to an LA that's vanishing and getting harder and harder yeah. to find. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in fact, there's one montage where I'm like, I I love that place, right. uh, P-A-T-Y, Patys, P-A-T-Y, positive i I've had some really great uh, fun times with friends in LA at this coffee shop that just closed, like yeah. six months ago. Yeah. Before they, you know, and I'm like. I think they leave it up, though. They say it, you can use it as a location. Uh, uh, so, which oh, really? A lot of things are, oh. are turning over into that. Because, because They're, they're trying holdings. to maintain, they're trying oh, to maintain the cool. buildings. They can't maintain the business. Right. But they but can they can, Oh, that's really cool.
1: Well, at least it doesn't disappear fully oh,
2: then. I'll, let you know. I'll be down in LA again next week, and I'll look because I'll look, it's close by where I stay. Oh, nice. So um, I will drive by and check and see if I'm right on that. Yeah, but, that's uh, cool. You know, so anyway, that's a good I, I also want to uh flashback to CineQuest because I had just another great family memory, and this is a good one to end, is that uh Quincy Rose, yes. who you love for friends, F and friends, F and friends. Yep. And he's a is, great guy. Uh, no, absolutely. And yeah. he and I chat a lot on, on Facebook. Facebook. yeah. I discovered that his father we knew that his father wrote many of the Woody Allen mm-hmm. early comedies, which I love. Yeah. I discovered about him. Three weeks ago, he posted a clip from the film his father wrote and directed, and that is a family. When I say family, it's like my brother and I bonding over so many strange movies because we just showed my son Dodgeball. We always have movie nights, and so my son like is starting to dread them dodgeball. because because dads, dad and Uncle Chris are like, uh, by the way, emerging icon Chris McCaw, uh, you know, photographer. That uh, I have to always build him that way. Um, we have these weird cult movies that we watched. Sure. So, one of our favorites from our, from our, uh, when I was in college and he was in high school, Student Bodies, which we think may have been like the first oh, major. Yeah. So, that was, uh, that was Quincy's dad's. Oh. Written and directed. And have you ever seen Student Bodies? I what? have, yes. And one of the things, and I, t- so last summer, my son, my, my brother showed my son how to use a chop saw. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, when are we going to teach him how to make horse head bookends? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said to Quincy when he posted this clip, and I went, yeah. your dad did that? That's my my brother and I love that. And we, we it's a running joke about the horse head right. bookends. And he says, I'm so glad to know this. He said, because I have the horse head Does bookends. He re- oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm like... That is the coolest thing. And I is. told my brother last week, we were just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know where they are. That's really cool. That's awesome. And Quincy pointed out today, I Instagrammed a, a, a little video saying we were gonna fil- that we were going to podcast tonight. And I actually said 2017. So he's the one who called me on it. So I re-recorded it from my living room with the Christmas tree in the background. And I, I saw just, that, yeah. And the end is, I just said. Like, uh, all I really wanted for Christmas was a pair of horse head bookends. So, and if you haven't seen Student Bodies, I've got to dig it out because I'm not sure how well it holds up. Mm. I hope it's hilarious because I just remember thinking, what a weird horror film. Yeah, I have it on DVD. Yeah, I do too. Um, It's just a a wonderful, and my brother and I were arguing, was it the first? It says the world's first comedy horror movie. It was. Okay, that's what we thought. It was the first parody. Because I remembered Saturday the 14th, but I thought it came after Student Bodies. God, Saturday the fourteenth. It was terrible, but we. But it was one of those movies that when I would go off, when I went off to college, I'd come back, and my brother and I would just sit down. And we'd rent, and as he pointed out, he he got away with a lot because one of his friends worked at like a photo drive-up or something. Oh yeah, and so they would just check out all these movies that they shouldn't have been able to rent. Sure. <laughs> So, Those were on the adult section. Yeah. As I was saying, my brother and I, my brother was like a freshman in high school, and, that's what, and he and I watched Eraserhead together. And it was just like, that was the first time either of us had oh. seen it. And went, uh huh. Yep. All right. That was creepy. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. So, you, know,
3: you both lasted
2: through it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: absolutely. I, Keep on going. It's got to make sense. <laughs> but
2: you have to remember, I also, I also saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was 11 in the first year of its release. And the only reason I got to see it was because my, there's no way my parents would have known what that was. Wow. Uh-huh. Somebody at the theater group we worked with, the Junior Theater, was really into it talking about it. And so I said, Dad, can I go the next time he goes? And my dad said, yeah, that sounds like fun. What a cool little thing. Go out to a midnight movie. We didn't yeah. know a midnight, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like I saw that and went, okay. <laughs> Today I have become a man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Or this has changed. You know, I just knew that yeah. that had changed things for me. There was a world before Rocky Horror, and that world was Star Wars. And then there was Rocky Horror, and then there was Buck Rogers and Aaron Gray. So, uh, you know, that's it. Exactly. All right. And on that note, we shall say, please – <laughs> I hope you had a happy new year, if you've heard this. Uh, and of course, write in, uh, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, I want to thank, once again, Jason for coming out tonight. Uh, thank you. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yes, it is. And Donovan and
1: Sims in the new year. I'm only po- plugging it because you're in it. That's right. There's, so Where could they find that? What's the URL? Uh, you can go to uh, just my website, beyondforever.net, and uh, there's actually a Donovan and Sims link to everything. Uh, that's season one. I'm se- in season, season one, and, and there's a link to two when it goes live, which will be Sometime mid-January.
2: Kid Macaw plays a much larger role than Dad Macaw in this one. But this that's is true. Okay. And uh, Derek
1: also wrote episode five. five yes. And uh, we just finished shooting Christians yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Which actually, when we're done here, I'm going over there. He's going to show me the rough cut. So uh, he's already got it edited. I watched
3: up to the cliffhanger ending i think of the first
1: season which is all there is yeah, yeah. there there is an episode for the season that oh, that's basically, right i watched it you're showing I, yeah. yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah you were there so yeah. there is up to speed which brings you up to speed but yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah but the new season will be here and derek and and his son luke are a huge part of it and they're great and oh, um you. i can't wait for you guys to see it once i finish editing it <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Luke is like, when will I get to see it? And oh God, I have so much to do. But yes, but
2: thank you. That <laughs> at plug over hashtag real life. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There's Derek. There's Jason, and I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding
3: you to use your, your powers only for good. And-